Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by The Religion of Aston Villa. We're a social media account on Twitter and Facebook that wants to get our voices out there and heard, so please join us. Hello guys and welcome to the episode of the season. Yes, it's mine and Brad's review of the season and it's mine and Brad's time to give out awards for the season. You're going to have the normal player of the season, yada yada, but there's a few other awards that we're going to hand out as well. Um, so sit back and enjoy uh, the podcast because literally we're just going to talk everything Villa, everything for the whole season from the first game to the last game we started on a loss and we ended no we started on a win and we ended on a win so yeah we're going to get straight into it and I'm going to throw you straight up Brad and we're going to kick it straight off hello guys um like you said we're going to talk about the season in review um coming into the start of the season uh the players we had so seasons basically I mean sorry the transfer window's just shut Jim White's gone home um uh, and <laughs> You know, to see like what we've got as our, our squad, uh, what was your thoughts? Because for me, um, I felt we lacked depth. E- even then, I mean, like, it's going to be easy saying with 2020 vision, but even then, um, I was talking about it saying that for me, going into the season with one striker, we was pretty much waiting for Wesley to come back. Um, I thought it was silly. Um, as I said, the depth for me was a bit short. Obviously, talking about striker being a main one, um, and I, I, as as a prediction as well, looking at that, I thought, Do you know what, I'll take twelve. So I don't know about you. What what was your thoughts about when the you know the season pretty much started? Well, when the window closed, um, because we did such well business. I.e., we got Cash, Martinez, uh, Watkins, and Torre. Very very good players. But we were obviously on the verge of signing Rashika. I think that that was a whole drama. I think not getting him was a not, not necessarily not getting him, but we needed another winger. But Rashika can play in, um, and anywhere in the front three, so he would have been an ideal player. Um, not to have another striker was suicidal, in my opinion. I thought we would have got a loan, um, or I say a free transfer, but no one's really going. But I would have said we would have got a loan striker just in case. So, I was pretty much in the same camp as you. I thought our defence, we brought in too well. Our midfield, we brought in too well. Um, but it was just mainly the striker that I thought, if Watkins get injured, thank God he didn't. But um, he played all but one game, I think, because of that red card. But um, I thought, we're going to have a problem here. Uh, and to be fair, it did cost us in parts of the season. But I don't think maybe we'll be going into next season with that sort of problem. But um, depth was an issue. Like you look at the bench, and maybe sometimes the bench wasn't as as uh, pretty as it should be. But um, if you said to me, "Oh, between 14th and 12th," I probably would have said, "Yeah, sound. It's you know, it's fine," because you never knew what was going to happen in January. Um, but obviously, we got off to a terrific start. So all my sort of worries sort of went out the window by the. Uh, by the fourth game, yeah, exactly like you said. Is we beat Sheffield United, we beat Leicester, we beat Liverpool. Obviously, everyone can talk about. Um, I, I was not as concerned then, um, but 
uh, before I go into a couple of games that I, I've stood out as a highlight because I've kind of split it into two. Like like Perso said, he splits his uh, the season into two, so I've kind of done it the same. Kind of talk about you know up until December, then January onwards in the part two kind of thing. Um, but there was quite a few players just talking about the window a little again, and um, that went out. So I'm going to reel some names off to you um, that got loaned out or sold. Um, was there any of these names that you would have not, you know, you would have kept? So obviously we've got Samata, we've got Bree, Jota, Rushton Murphy, Baston, Chester, Hogan, Gilbert, Kalanick, Green and Nyland. Now I know Nyland got released in December, like I said, I'm splitting the season to two. So out of any of those names, was there anybody you thought, mm, you know, we could probably could have kept them or, you know, is there any names there that sticks out? Would have kept Gilbert, as probably every Villa fan would, um, but Almo filled in. But the thing is, Almo hasn't got the legs that Gilbert has. And the fact that Gilbert smashed his season online shows you how much of a good player he is. So hopefully we see him next season. And it sounds really daft. And it's probably a really, really, like, probably get hounded because of it. But due to the lack of striker, I would have kept Samata as a backup. Yeah. Um, Yeah. As much as, obviously, he didn't work last season. Does it mean it wouldn't have worked this season if you spoke to him and said, "Are oh, you going? You're going to be back up to Watkins. Watkins is our main superstar striker. You'll be if needed for injuries, suspensions, cups, and stuff." I think Samata would have worked for it. He would have done what like Nakamba does, just comes and fills and does what he needs to. Because regardless of what you say about Samata, he does try and he just put the effort in. He just didn't get as many goals as we uh, wanted him to. So I probably would have kept Samata, but. It's all right saying that now. I'm sure now they've triggered the buy clause. Is he going to yes. the Turkish side now? So, yeah, they're the two players I would have taken. I mean, sorry, I would have kept until at least January because then obviously you could have brought someone in as a striker and as a right back and stuff. But, yeah, I thought it was a bit of a gamble with the striker at least, but I'm not going to moan it. The methods of the Villa team that deal with the transfers because they've pretty much got it spot on this season. Yeah, same for you, uh, same as you said, Samata had kept just because I, I didn't have a problem with him. I, I felt it was harsh. He came in in January, he had pretty much two months of football between COVID hitting and, you know, shutting down of the leagues and stuff and then getting sold. I thought it was a bit harsh. And Mackay's not set the world alight abroad. Um, but I just thought, why, why not? You know, it kind of made sense to me to keep him. Um, Gilbert, again, like I said, I'm not against Elmo, but it just made no sense. Like I said, I must have had a falling out or something. I didn't understand that. And maybe, I mean, looking back now, I probably would have kept Chester because Engels has just gone missing in action. Um, and obviously just kind of left us with house for the season as cover. So maybe looking back, I probably would have kept Chester. Um, but at that point, I had no problem with pretty much any of them going. Um, apart from uh, probably on a push... Um, probably would have kept some matter just because, like you said, we, we closed the window with one striker. Um, some of the games for me that stands out, good and bad. Uh, personally, obviously, we're more going to mention the Liverpool 7 2. It's all you know, we've got no what else can we say about that? Just the fact that he was absolutely outstanding and kind of showed you like the potential. And literally, I don't think there was a villa fan in, in, in the world that weren't thinking we could do really, really well here. Um, but then. On the back of that, there was some stupid losses to Brighton and West Ham. And you think, like, we pretty much beat Arsenal um, before, prior to that. So, we just kind of felt there was no consistency. So, I don't know if there's any games that stand out as well as or including those for you. 
Um, yeah, I mean, the whole start of the season was just like, we beat Sheffield United, Martinez saved a penalty, all the team are buzzing because it's three points. And then we go away to Fulham, get our first three points there, and it's just like, hang on a minute, what's going on here? And then we just pushed on. I'm sure Leicester were involved in a win against Leicester yes. as well. Yeah, one, yeah. A cracking goal by Barclay. Um, that's another three points there. Again, away from home. Um, destroyed Liverpool. And we're not going to go into it because we spoke so much about it. The best game ever for the last few seasons. And yes, then we lose against your teams like your Brightons and stuff. It sort of makes you... And it makes you think, what's creeping in here? Why are we beating small teams? And No, what are we beating big teams and losing against smaller teams? And it happens towards the second half of the season as well, when we were 2-0 up or whatever against Burnley and comes back and it's just like, yeah, and I just don't think we need... We didn't have enough to go over the line. So hopefully next season we can sort of realise what happened last season and improve on it. So I don't think there'll be many of these getting beat by lesser teams next season because it has to be cut out. Um, I think Perslow was doing a interview AVTV the other day and said uh, the second half of the season didn't go well as planned, losing against silly teams and stuff. So I don't think that'll happen next season. But yeah, I can't remember at the start of the season. Uh, and then the thing was, we'll do really good and then we'll lose against a smaller team. Then we'll, bin, then we'll beat Arsenal then we'll lose against a smaller team. Then we'll beat someone else at Spiergen. So, yeah, it was it was up and down. Say the first eight games were decent and then it was up and down after that. But, again, I'm not going to mind because it wasn't as if on the last day we were surviving relegation. No, no. And like you said, his Barkley played. He was phenomenal before his injury. Um, I think that was at Brighton, I think it was. Um, we picked up his injury and we missed him. And then he come back... In the you know in the new year and just wasn't there and a, a lot of players took the foot off the pedal for me going into January, um, which brings me to the January window. Um, going into into it, I felt personally we missed a trick not going in harder because we was we could have bought or loaned in a position of power because we was doing really well. I think we was around what the top ten. Yeah, um, we had games in hand, which everyone was like, oh, we win our games now, we're top four. Do you know what I mean? Like. And that ain't ever guaranteed, which is where I spoke about the tying. Um, so for me, it felt we missed a trick not buying and or loaning in a position of power. Um, I haven't got a problem that we bought Sanson. I think he's a very good player. And like they said that they was going to look at him in the new in the summer, but because of what's happened to the French league and COVID, they could get him cheaper. So they took a punt on him. You know that's fine. I got no problem with that. But not getting another striker in. Not looking at the wider areas because Treas El Ghazi, even Traore to that point wasn't really kicking on. Um, you know, uh, uh, we had Jack's injury not far along from that as well. So for me personally, January was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I mean the whole Samson one. Um, I didn't know much about him. Um, we're just going off what people are saying and stuff. Um, but to get him because he was so cheap in my opinion, was a good bit of business. Yes, he didn't settle in well enough at the moment, but he's a new player from a new country. The whole COVID thing's going on. There's no fans. He can't have his family. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that were in the mix. So, And then, fortunately, he's got injured, so he obviously didn't get to finish the season. But um, there's no doubt that Samson will play next season, and I think he'll play really well. Not sure if he'll be a first-teamer, but he'll be definitely a player that we'll all be excited to watch. Um, but... Like you said, when you're top 10 and we're not going out to take a striker, 
even if it was one of these top four players, wonder kids, do you know what I mean? Just someone that could come in and just do a job. Um, but we didn't. Um, I don't know if that's money or we didn't want to be silly and just get players because of, of just be, just because, if I'm, you know what I mean? But it did feel like January was a bit of a, um, a missed opportunity. Um, did it cost us? Probably not because Watkins didn't get injured, thankfully. So that wasn't an issue in the end. Um, but yeah, I did think we should have, but if they're saving the money that they're going to spend and spend it this year, then it's fine. But um, the good thing with Villa is now when they buy players, they don't seem to be just be jumping in at the moment like they used to. So if it's all based on more of a strategic plan, then it's not a problem. We seem to have really good guys in the right places at, at the moment. So I trust the process. Two players that went in that window, uh, same question again. Any the two you would have kept, which was Lansbury and Hurahan. For me, I'm a big Hurahan fan, so I would have kept him at the time. Um, I know Sanson was pretty much his replacement, but I thought just looking back at the set pieces has just been horrific. Um, but as the Swansea get uh, the player final been done, um, I'm kind of less on the Hurahan wagon now because I thought he was very slow and. He's been off the ball at Swansea. But at the time, uh, for me, I'd like to keep Hurahan. So I don't know about yourself. Um, the Hurahan's just a massive one that's split in the fan base. Even to, even now, after Swansea didn't go up, everyone's like 50-50 on, on even the need to keep him. In my opinion, and this is brutally honest, I think we can do better. Um, yeah. So I think if he comes back, then that's not a problem. But he needs to know he won't be a starter, even to the point where maybe Ramsey and Chuck will be in front of, of him. Um, yeah, I don't think he'll settle for that. He's quite a sort of pro. He wants to play, and that's fair enough. Maybe Championship is his level. So if we get three or four mil for him, there's not a problem. If he goes back down, maybe he wants to join Swansea. He had a good time there, or wherever he's from, as in in England, he might want to go back there. But um, next season, it won't be the end of the world if Hurahan's not in the team. That's nothing against him. Um, he helped us massively. He came to us at a very turbulent point when we were having stupid owners doing just stupid things and he came to us. Helped us go up. Absolute wizard in the Championship. Um, just didn't work out for him in the Premier League. But um, maybe if we had him as an option at the, end, at the second half of this season, it might have helped us out with certain set pieces and stuff. But um, definitely for next season, I don't expect him to be him be a Villa player. But I hope he cracks on and does really, really well. But we can't be too sentimental with players like when Almo no. is going and yeah. Taylor's going. Yes, they've done really, really good. They helped us get out of the championship. I can't thank them enough for doing that. But they must know as much as everyone else does, the club needs to move on. So as much as I think Connor did great, I love to see his free kicks fly in, his corners, everything. Unfortunately, his time is coming, in my opinion, and I hope he goes to a good championship team and he may come up again, but I think his time's done at the moment. Some of the highlights of the second part of the season, um, some highs and lows. Um, some of the lows for me was the the, the Burnley loss, 3-2, which we saw coming from a mile away. I, I knew that was going to happen. Um, not obviously before the game, but the way the game was going to go. The West Ham 3-1 loss, where for me, Jack was nullified, really. Um, Sheffield United 1-0 loss. Palace 3-2 loss. 
you know, some big decisions there, you know, like for, okay, like we, we should be beating the likes of Burnley, your Sheffield United. Sheffield United's pretty much done by then. Palace as well. West Ham, I kind of had a really good season, but just some stupid losses again. Um, but on a high, I mean, it's it's not a high, it's a high because of the game itself was that when COVID hit and the kids played against Liverpool, yeah, we got, they got, they got beat comfortably and I kind of, Felt sorry for them, but proud of them at the same time because the Barry goal was superb. Like, there's some Premier League strikers who couldn't finish that. So, I can't really, um, you know, knock him for that. And obviously, the other two positives is we finished on a finished the game, uh, the season with two wins against two of the biggest teams. And obviously, Chelsea have just won the Champions League. So, you know, can't believe we've won the Champions League in 2021. <laughs> so, good for us. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I mean, <laughs> You've got to think as well, we got a lot of points around Christmas that we don't normally do as well. Yeah. Um, uh, where are we? The 20th of December, we beat West Brom 3-0 quite convincingly. Yes, they did have Livermore sent off, but it was still a good, a very good win at their ground. Then we followed it up with beating Crystal Palace on Boxing Day at Villa Park with Mings getting sent off. Then the 28th of December, we drew against Leicester at their ground. That's seven points off around Christmas. When does that ever happen with Villa? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Chris, like Christmas is normally awful. But then it came but then it came all back down to earth. We got beat by United 2-1, mm. beat by City 2-0. We bounced back, beating Newcastle 2-0. And then like, then, like what you said, Burnley, 3-2 loss. In my opinion, that changed the season. Um, I don't know what happened, but I think heads just went down after that game. Yeah, I mean, like, I- I'm not sure if it, you know... Uh... I do want to blame COVID to an extent because the way we finished the season was the way we kind of started the season. So did COVID, you know, was it was it down to depth because we didn't have enough depth? We were relying on the same 11 to 13 players week in, week out. And COVID pretty much wiped the team out. So fitness levels probably weren't there and stuff like that. Um, so I, I, I don't know, you know, if that's a big, big factor in the reason why we were so poor in the second half. But... If it weren't for the points we gained in the first half of the season, we would have been in a relegation battle, in my opinion, um, up until the Palace game. I mean, obviously, beating Chelsea and Spurs back-to-back, obviously, would have changed my opinion of that. But, yeah, it was just, for me, luckily, we had the points on the board. Yeah, I mean, towards the end of the season, our season was creeping out. But I think, by the looks of it, the West Brom equaliser changed it a little bit. Because yeah. we drew 2-2 thanks to a 91st second-minute goal by Davis. And then we beat Everton soon after. Yes, we got beat by United. But then we drew against Everton again after that. Lost against Crystal Palace and then won two games. So it wasn't that bad of a finish. It was mainly the middle of the season was not ideal, I think the words are. Um, so a very good start. Um, a frustrating middle. And I think we ended it very well. I think that's the only best way of describing it regarding uh, all the results. Yeah, it was. It was. And going into some of the stats, um, some of them are quite surprising, to be fair. I've only got the goals and assists, nothing too exciting. Um, You might have some others, I'm not sure. But for obviously the most goals, um, I've got the top five. So obviously Watkins, we all expected that, 14 it was pretty much one less. I wanted 15, so I'm not going to grumble too much. Oh, guys, getting double figures, getting 10. 
I'm ex- I think nine probably was against the Albion. Um, and and probably uh, nine were penalties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to lie too much because, obviously, Eugenio for Charles is their top goal scorer and literally every one of his goals is a penalty. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Traore got seven, which are, it's not that bad, to be fair, especially how, like, up and down he's been. Jack got six, uh, which, to say, he was out for, what, nearly half the season, you know, with the amount of games he missed. Um, and then McGinn and Barkley both getting three goals. So, any standouts there for you or anybody you thought would be there and not there? Um, like you said, it's gutted that Watkins couldn't get to 15, but I'm happy with a 14 return because um, there's no doubt he had assists to go with that and he could have scored another five or six if it weren't for the crossbar and the post. Yeah. Watkins smashed this season. It's really good to see our guys in double figures. That will push him on to next season, so I'm really, really happy with that. Chore for his first season to score seven goals. I'm not going to lie, that's not bad. Um, and I bet you got a fair few assists as well. So again, I call Torre season of success as well. Jack scoring six goals, disappointment slightly, but he was out for how many games? So again, I can't moan. Um, another good return because he probably got more assists than goals. But and again, free. It's good to see him in the goals. Hopefully next season he kicks on and beats this tally of three. Maybe aim for five plus. But McGinn was played in the deeper role for most of the season. But no, I'm quite happy with the comeback on all those. Yeah, like you said, um, you've you pretty much said what I was going to say. The only thing I will say is Barkley scoring three goals from... He played a lot of games. Even when he was poor, he was still playing. Um, and that's not really good enough, really. I mean, if he finished... No. Even if he had a really good season and he finished... And they wanted that thirty million that was being talked about. I'd probably stumble over it, saying, "Are you really worth ten million a goal?" Um, yeah, not really. Yeah. Um, going into the assists, um, Jack top with Ted, which is nuts to think he was out for pretty much half the season. Triori on six. Um, like you said, he's got seven goals, six assists. Can't really grumble at that. McGinn and Watkins both getting five. To say he's our only striker is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, Louise, Target, Cash and Mings all on two. That's good. And Hurahan, Davis, Trez and Barkley all on one. So anything shocking there for you? Uh, no, I think Jack will always be our top assister. Um, however long he's left at the club, he will be our top assist until he leaves, if he leaves, but he'll always be our top assist. Torre, I'm so happy to see him being second because he's scoring goals and he's given assists. So that's why I'm so hyped about Torre. I think next season could be his season. Uh, Watkins, five assists for a lone striker. That's not too bad. That pretty much says to me he's not greedy. He'll rather bring other people into the game. That's a really, really good trait to have. McGinn, five assists from playing to defensive mid. That's not half bad. And obviously those other players on two. It's always good to get in on the axe. Maybe... Wanted to see maybe Target and Cash getting four or five, but it's fine. Um, obviously, Cash was out for a little bit of the season, and Target, I think Target's game went more defensive when Jack wasn't there. So, but no, it's great. I think the uh, the whole outcome of this was great because there's players on there that have had a really, really good season, mainly Torre and Watkins, in, in my opinion, for assists. I'm really happy to, to uh, see them as high as they are. Yeah, I mean, like the ones that quite surprised me the most is Trez only getting one assist. I think that's very poor to say he was pretty much, you know, either him or Al Ghazi was playing. Yeah. So yeah. that's quite poor. Barkley on one. 
Um, and that, well, Trez didn't even make the top five goal scorers, and he pretty much just snuck in with one assist. So um, that was very poor from Trez for me. Barkley getting one assist with only three goals for how much hype there were. That just shows you, even though at his best period, he wasn't really contributing, uh, which is probably reason why Watkins didn't, you know, you're looking at it now, like Watkins personally now probably could have got more with a better number 10 behind him. And if obviously yeah. Jack was playing more. Um, I will say that only getting two assists for fullbacks that are supposed to be flying. I've uh, got two each. Okay, it's there for, you know, sorry, it's Cash's first season of Prem. I'm hoping they can at least get five or more each yeah. season. Um, that's the way the nature of the beast is nowadays with, you know, the flying fullbacks, which is why I like to chill well and all that go for like top dollar now. Um, so, and Hurahan getting the same amount of assists as Barkley, Trez and Davis is quite <laughs> shocking to say that he's been gone since January. Um, player ratings um, for the season this is, so obviously I'll read out some names to you. Uh, they're more gonna. I'm gonna leave out Chuck Biden and Wesley. I think it's a bit harsh. Yeah, to give fine. them a rating because obviously yeah. I haven't really played. Um, starting with the Martinez, um, I've given him a nine. Um, he has been phenomenal for me. In one word, he's been absolutely outstanding. No, I I was going to say nine as well. The guy's, if not been our best signing of the season, he's. I haven't seen a keeper this good for a long, long time that plays for us. So I'm really, yeah. really happy with it. So yeah, he gets a nine. Absolutely fantastic player. Uh, Cash, uh, I've given eight. Um, for all the highs, there is some lows, like these like red cards and stupid fouls he gives away. I just think he needs to cut. I understand that he's a very, he loves a tackle. So it's always going to happen, but I've given him an eight. He's been very impressive. Um, but yeah, I just some of the silly errors and penalties that he's caused, you know, could have been a bit of a worse or a better season. Yeah, I've given him a 7.5, um, a very good start to the season. He had his injury. He came back, not as full pace, but obviously with an injury, you're not going to be. But then he just made a few silly mistakes with penalties, um, a silly red card against Man City. Um, but he's still blue, he's still learning his trade at right back. We've got to think he's not a natural right back. He's only been playing right back for a few seasons. So it's 7.5, but a fantastic season. But uh, he just didn't end the season as well as he did from starting it. Konza, uh, uh, I'll give a nine uh, because I just think he's just been a Rolls Royce. I mean, all the plaudits Mings is getting, which is rightly so. Konza's been superb for me. Yeah. Um, 8.5 for Konza in my opinion no, actually a 9 he's been our best centre-back for the whole season in my, in my opinion he's improved massively on last season um, and he's been Mr Consistent in my opinion at the back um, and when he had to fill in for those last two games at right back he did it and he just got on with it and he helped us win both games so yeah 9 in my opinion best centre-back of the season for us uh, Mings uh, I've given 9 as well Um Basically, uh, and like you said, Conrad has been our best centre off uh, overall. But Mings has just been our best leader for the season. I know Jack's obviously captain, but when Mings wasn't there in the back, uh, we felt the pinch um, for me. Um, and I just think he's just so well organising our defence, and he rightly deserves that England call up. Yeah, he does an eight for me. Um, second best centre back for the season. Um, the only thing that lets him down, and I'm sure he'll be the first to say this. Um, he has a mistake in him here or there. And that's the only thing I don't like. Some Sometimes when he has the ball a bit too long, 
He just tries yeah. to do a bit too much with it. Konza's more... You won't see Konza with the ball for longer than five seconds. It's gone. Mings likes to sort of hang around with it a little bit. And that's fine if it gets away with it. But sometimes we get punished. Um, so, very, very good leader. Probably the best leader that we've got in the club more than Jack. But, um, yeah, Konza just um, does a bit more simple. And obviously, it pays off more. Uh, target, uh, I give it eight. I do think he's really good. Um, and he's had a really good season, being consistent. But I do think he... Um, uh, it's not the same as Cash as in the fact that he does a lot of tackles it's just that I want to see him doing more going forward he was brilliant when Jack's there but when Jack's not there he kind of goes in himself a little bit for me but he's still been Mr Consistent uh, 8.5 most improved player in my opinion yeah. um, target's phenomenal um, I'm just he just gives you an 8 out of 10 in pretty much every single game um, he does he has slacked off a little bit attacking wise since Jack's not there it seems to me that Target plays more comfortably with Jack in front of him than than anyone else. But if Jack's going to get played in the centre more, then um, Target's going to have to get used to whoever's playing in front of, of him. But I just think he's been awesome. Very unlucky to miss the England team. But he's one of these players like Konza that's had one season to adapt. And now this season, he's flourishing. So, yeah, massive uh, well done to Mike Target. Uh, Louise, I'll give a seven. Um, he started very well, but he's kind of, he tailed off for me pretty much around Christmas and I don't think he's ever really recovered. Um, I think he's he's got potential to be a very, very top player, but I, I know there's a lot of talk of City coming in for him and stuff like that. And if he goes, I would have been crying asleep before Christmas, but looking now, I'm like, well, if he goes, you know, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's a big loss, but yeah, I, I'm just a bit frustrated. I'd say the word is we lose. Yeah. I'm going to say 7.5. He has very good games and you can see why he gets into the Brazil team. And then sometimes, I don't know, he won't turn up against Burnley or something. And it's just <laughs> like, Oh, what do you know what I mean? It's quite frustrating in, in ways, but when he does play, he's very good. He's got very good vision. It's just not as, it's not, consistent enough in my opinion but um, like you said if he does go I'm not going to cry um, because there's players that can replace him but if he stops then I'm buzzing because obviously he's a very good player but uh, yeah 7.5 just a little bit of inconsistence for me um, again I gave a 7 as well um, it's pretty much the same I'm frustrated with him in the fact that we know what he can do he can show it and then he goes missing then the next couple of games and you're like, oh, maybe we should drop him. But then you're kind of worried about losing that engine of him. So, yeah, I'm a bit... I'll give him a seven as well. Um, I'll give him an eight just purely because he does have... He is inconsistent, but he has more good games and bad games. Like, Louise is pretty much 50-50, but I think McGinn's more 60-40 regarding good games and bad games. Um, but I think maybe the loss of Jack again, like Target, I don't know if... McGinn's game's off when Jack isn't playing. It just Jack just seems to bring everyone into the team. But McGinn was finally finding his feet the last few games of the season. So it was really, really encouraging to see. Uh, Barkley, uh, five. Oh, Christ. Um, literally, it's because it's. I've given him a five because it's middle of the road. He had such a very. He had pretty much a ten out of ten for the first half of the season, then a zero out of ten for the next. You know, for the second part of the season. Um, he's just, yeah, I'm kind of glad to see the back of him. It sounds really harsh, but 
yeah, he just wasn't. I mean, like, I'm sure Jack was instrumental in getting him to come to Villa, you know, being one of his mates and all this sort of side, and which is fine to keep Jack, but yeah, he's been poor for me. Yeah, I mean, he's lucky to get a five because at the start of the season, say before Christmas, you're looking at a nine. Yeah. And then the end of the season, you're looking at, an, at a two. Um, so split the difference, you get five. It's, yeah, he just, he didn't recover from his injury. Let's, Let's be honest, and then his confidence. Even Dean Smith said he's a confidence player, and he would have a bad game, and his confidence would go down, and that's fine. But then we need to get his confidence up again. But he never shown anything to the fans to get our confidence up in him. So, unfortunately, he helped us at the start of the season have some amazing results and get us where we need to be. And um, we just didn't carry it on. I do thank him for the start of the season. I won't thank him for the end of the season. But I thank him for the start of the season. I think he was very, very good. But unfortunately, it just didn't work out at the end of the season. So, And it gets to the point now where we probably won't opt any sort of um, option of buying him or anything. I think that boat's sailed now. Yeah, mate. That, that, yeah. The horse has left the barn and the barn's burnt down. That's yep. pretty much what it is with Barclay. Um, Trezeguet, I'll give him a five. As much as he adds energy, I can't really give much else. I mean, we did think he was having a good partnership with uh, Elmo when he was playing right back the season before. And he was like, oh, you know, it's not too bad. You know, they can help each other. Then he was very good with cash at defensive side, but pretty much added nothing else, really. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, if he didn't have his injury, I'd be very shocked to see him in a Villa shirt next season. Uh, yeah, he gets a 5.5 from me. His defensive and his. Um, work rate is very good but it was nowhere near the trades that we had last season that kept us up it got to the point where he was missing some very easy shots at the far post and it was just getting a bit silly and I don't know if it's a confidence thing but the thing was he was rated more than Algarzi so Trez had a lot more playing time than, than Algarzi did at the start of the season and he just didn't take it Algarzi came in and he's been taking his chances so yeah unfortunately the season to, to forget for Trez uh, Elmo, um, I'll give him a five. Um, I think it was just his swan song season. I think that's all I can really add. I don't think he's been that good. He's had some good games, but yeah, yeah. Um, squad player five, he did what he had to when he filled in for cash, nothing extravagant. Um, but yeah, squad player played a few games, covered injuries. Came on to waste some time, maybe, maybe as a sub, but nothing really to shout about. Had a better season last season, but thank you very much for his service. But yeah, I think again, it's just the Swanson season just uh, to see him go. Traore, I gave an eight. Um, oh, oh, yeah, I was, to be fair, I was in a range between, I was, I was thinking about seven, but I think he's been better than Louise. If I give him a seven, he deserves more. Um, he's been. Very hot and cold. He's very inconsistent, but you just never know what you're going to get with Dre right. And like I say, he's looking at his tally of goals and assists. You can't really say he's had a bad season. 8.5. He's one of my favourite players this season. <laughs> uh, he's. Oh, I still remember the, the text you gave me at the start of the season regarding him. All right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, about, about, about him. But um, no. I sing his praises so much. I think this kid is talented, like beyond, like it's just ridiculous. He's going to be by Jack, the most skillful player that we have in the team. 
Um, he just needs more consistency, like you said. And hopefully next season we'll see that. But at the moment, I thought his first season back in the Premier League, I think he did great. Uh, Watkins, I give a nine. What can you say? He's just got the work rate of a workhorse. He can score goals. He can assist. He's just an absolute all-round machine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Nine, um, smashed it. You couldn't have asked any, anything more from a championship striker to come in, score 14 goals, have how many assists, get into the England team. He pretty much did what he aimed to do, if I'm going to be honest, and that's 30 mil or 28 mil well spent, in my, in my opinion. And um, I look forward to seeing him next season as well. Um, Jack, uh, I'll give him a nine. I mean, I know we missed half the season, but he was still topping stats, even though we weren't there. Um, and he finished top assists. Um, we all know what he is. He's going to be a world class player, and he's pretty much on the, you know, fringes of being one now. Um, yes, yeah, so I'll give him a nine. I'll give him a nine as well. I mean, I'm thinking I should score him lower, but then I'm thinking he hasn't played, so that's a bit harsh. We've got to rate him for what he's played. Yeah. And every game he's played, he's pretty much smashed. And he? he's got into the, the he's got into the England team. He's getting linked with every top team going. He's Villa's best uh, player. Um, yeah, I just hope he stops next season. I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, I hope he stops next season. And uh, yeah, we can k- kick on. But a shame he got injured. Um, Al Ghazi, uh, I've given him a six. I mean, I know he scored ten goals. I'd like to see how many he's taken away penalties. Um, because he's he's been okay. He's been all right. That's all I can really say. Um, I'm going a bit higher. 7.5 for... Oh, my God. Anwar. Um, yes, he scored penalties, but they're very vital penalties. He's also scored some very good open play goals. He scored against Everton. That was a very good goal. And he scored the far post against Chelsea and got us the point. Um, yes, he's a little bit inconsistent. He came very good towards the end of the season. Do I want him to stop next season? Yes. I think he'll be a very good squad player to have. Um, so, yes, I think our guys did a very good season. He's got to be happy with his tallies of goals and assists. And, uh, yeah, I yeah, I, I want to see him in a Villa shirt next season again. Uh, Ramsey, I'll give him a five. Um, it's not that he's been bad. It's just that he hasn't, he hasn't set the world alight, I will say. Um, I'm expecting I wouldn't be shocked to see him go out on loan and then Carney take his position um, that wouldn't surprise me in the least I mean he does have energy and he does have legs I say this every time he plays because he has uh, but yeah I'm not sure if he's just a bit too basic at the moment not that it's a bad thing like he does all the basic stuff right but we're kind of missing that X Factor midfielder where they can you know they do something different that separates them from the pack yeah, he obviously was given a lot of chance this season, and that's yeah. fair. And that's fair. And that's fair enough. Um, but he failed to register a goal or assist playing in midfield. His best game was possibly against Wolves, where he got started, where he won. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that was probably his best game. Um, he was brought on because he had got very fresh legs. If you bring him on, and he's very neat with the, the ball. He's a very good player, but. In my opinion, there's nothing against him. He probably didn't take his chance as well as maybe he should have. I do expect him to be loaned, like you said, next season. And Chuck will come in and take the role of young centre um, mid to come on and sort of give time to, if you know what I mean. Nakamba, um, I gave a seven. Um, 
I know I gave Louise a seven. Louise did play a lot more than Nakamba did. But when he came in, he did a job. I mean, there's a couple of games where he was poor. Let's not beat around the bush. But against Chelsea, he was man of the match. Um, he was brilliant. So, yeah, it's an interesting season. Like I say, I'm willing to give him another year to have a bash. Um, but, yeah, seven. Yeah, seven, I think a seven as well, sort of, because he doesn't play as much and he comes in and, he, and he's expected to, to do a job after maybe not playing for five games and then they, they want to throw him into a big game against a big team, you've got to be alert for it. So when he got called upon, yes, there was a few games where maybe he didn't play as well, but it, I think the last few games overshone the games he didn't play well. So, yeah, I think he's a very good squad player and I do hope to see him in a bit of shirt next season because he does fill a spot quite well. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's another player that, a little bit inconsistent, but when he got given the chance, he came good. So, yeah, I want to see him in a Villa shirt next season as well. Uh, Sanson, I give a five. Again, it's kind of the Ramsey thing where he, he, he did play, but it weren't much. Um, but it's, yeah, he, he's still settling. So it's a bit, I can't, I look, I can't really leave him out because he has had more minutes and obviously West Chuck and Bynum's combined. Um, but, yeah, he got injured and he did look quite silky on the ball, but yeah, there weren't much there to rave about, obviously, till his injury. Yeah, let's be honest, he didn't have the greatest of break regarding he started a match and then he'll be a sub, he, then he won't play and then he'll have five minutes the following game and this and that. He's very inconsistent of what he would have. He's a Champions League player, as we all know, so there's no doubt that next season we'll see the best of him. Unfortunately, the end of this season didn't work out for him. But next season, he'll be like a new player, in, in my opinion. He'll be like a new signing um, because he would have had a whole pre-season. So I look forward to seeing him play next season. Keenan Davis, uh, I gave him a five. Okay, He only had minutes here and there. Did get an equaliser against the Albion. Did bully a couple of players along his way this season, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing him going out on loan. Um and then, obviously, I'm sure it's his last year of his contract, I believe. And then, obviously, judge him on the back of that if he gets a new one. I don't think he's personally done enough to warrant another one, especially when you think he's pretty much the same age as Wesley. I'm not saying Wesley's done much, but he's had a massive injury. Um, so, I'll give him a five. I can't really give you much on him other than he's he's been a bit, yeah. I'll give him a six, surely because of the equaliser against West Brom. <laughs> That's literally the only thing he'd done. And actually, the assist he did against Fulham. But when you think about it, you think about the assist against Fulham and the goal against West Brom, and you think to yourself, what actually else has he done for the whole season? I couldn't tell you. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're the only two things I can think that Davis did. Um, so, like yourself, he does need to go out on loan next season. Would I be annoyed if he's in the Villa squad next season? It sounds harsh, but yes, I think we need to move on. If we want to push to Europe, top eight, top six, we can't be carrying players that don't score, in my opinion. Um, so Wesley and Barry, in my opinion, will be the two strikers that are back up. Given a right in between I and F, uh, Dean Smith, what do you rate him for the season? Uh, personally, I'll give him a B. Uh, there's a lot of room for it. Well, I... I don't want to, you can do B plus B minuses if you want it, but I've just gone for a solid B. I don't think he, I think he's been very good. We've improved. You can't really ask more than that. Um, but there is room for improvement. He would have got a an A minus if we finished top ten. But I think some of the results and some of the decisions this season's been a bit poor. Like you say, some of the 
where we've, we, you know, leading against Burnley, then we lose it because and then he comes out with excuses. Oh, I was going to bring on such and such, but, you know, they scored. He's like, well, you know, think about it. Do you know what I mean? So for me, I'll give him a B. Um, I was going to say C, but if you think about the bigger picture, where we were last season and what yeah. he's done, I can't yeah. really moan at him. So B, pushing for an A if we'd finished maybe top eight, but I think Smith's done a great job. Yes, the middle of the season weren't great, but it is what it is. It's football. So if you said to me at the start of the season, oh, we're going to finish 11th, oh, I've gone, okay, sound. That's 55 points. But yes, I think he did well. Um on to next season. I do think, though, he has to improve on this season, next season, or the club will probably move on, as bad as it sounds, because the club wants to improve every season. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. A um, couple more questions before the awards. Any quick ones? Obviously, for the season, we are losing three... Well, two are long-term ones that have been here a season, well, two seasons. We are losing Heaton, Almo and Taylor. Um, I just wanted your thoughts on them for their Villa careers. You know, uh, if I'll start when we saw Heaton, um, I thought if he could have stayed fit, we wouldn't have rifled with relegation. I think he's a very good keeper, and I think he would have got us 10, 12 points on his own. So I don't think we would have, you know, had the massive mess up with Ryan and Newland, Steve, you know, that whole drama that went on. Elmo, I, when Bruce signed him, I was like, it's just bringing his son back. I'm expecting Alex Bruce to come in next, but obviously he didn't. Um, but yeah, he's been very good. He's been a very good servant. Scored some vital goals. I don't think he's let us down intentionally. You know, he hasn't been bad. Um, he's just obviously had the, the you know the poor game in there, but he has been overall a very good signing for the what a million, two million we paid. And Taylor, uh, I'll be honest, I expected a lot more. Um, I really liked him at Swansea. I thought he was a good signing. Summit to fill in. I thought, you know what, we've just found our new Stephen Warnock. Because um, I used to like him, I thought he was very consistent. But I thought Taylor could be that. And then within the first five six games, I was like, we have been had because <laughs> he has just got no legs anymore. And um, so yeah, so I'm not going to flag him off too much. Um, but you know, it's you know, best wishes to all three. Yeah, I'm gutted about Heaton. I thought he probably was going to be a future captain. I thought he would be our keeper until he retires. Um, the experience he's got. When we signed him, he was an England international at the time as well. Um, it just all went wrong with the injury. Um, and that's no one's fault. Um, but yeah, it just all went wrong. He's going to United as their third choice or second choice or whether so that shows you how good he actually is. We couldn't, like, he's probably not happy with being a number two at Villa purely because... He's going to get more game time at United with the amount of games they play in Europe and the Cups and stuff. There's no way that he'll be getting in front of Martinez because the bottom line is Martinez is a better keeper. Um, but Hooten obviously doesn't want to settle for number two at Villa. And that's fine. I respect his decision. It's just a shame he's going. But as bad as it sounds, that's a lot of wage off, off the wage bill. Um, so, yeah, good luck to him yeah. at United. I hope he does well there. Um, Almo... There's been some very good times with Almo. He's probably the one out of the three that I'm gutted he's going, but I'm not gutted he's going because the club's moving forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, the assist in the playoff final sticks out as the yeah. as the major highlight in Almo's career because he helped us go up. So massive thanks to him. But he, the club moves on, unfortunately. So. And Taylor, we got him as part exchange, didn't we? When we... We got him a part exchange, didn't we? We 
we, oh my God, we swapped him and some money for someone. Was it Ayu? I think he, you saying that, I think you're right. I'm sure well, I like, don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was, yeah, something like that. But something like that. Yeah, and basically, we wanted a player that kind of think we didn't have a left back at the time or a good one. Or we've just got rid of Amavi, might have been. So we needed a left back. And he did a job in the championship. In the first season, he weren't too bad. Second season, when we got to the playoffs, um, was all right. But we soon realised that he was scared of going past the halfway line. He loved to pass back, not going forward. But again, I can't moan. He was in the championship winning um, championship playoff winning team. He did his job. I can't moan. He filled in last season here, here and there. He's not played as much this season because of injuries. I don't think Target's been injured much whatsoever. So, again, he did a job. But, again, it's never a big wage off the wage bill. But the club moves on. So, unfortunately, the players have to move on. Um, so, they've done, really, they've done really well for us. They did what they had to. They got us out of the championship. But we can't be too sentimental about it. We've got to look at bigger things. Um, last question before the awards. Um, prediction, early prediction for next season. Oh, I've gone eighth. That's my early prediction. Like I say, well, we'll do it again after they uh, get some signings and stuff done. But early predictions for me is eighth. Um, I think eighth has to be the. In me, it's the logical step between tenth and eighth has to be it. But eighth being sort of you're knocking on Europe's door then. So yeah, it has to be eighth, in my opinion. That's national. That's national progression. So yeah, eighth and upwards has to be it. I'm not going to moan if we finish ninth because again, it's improvement. But eighth shows to me that we're pushing on. Going to the player of the season um, for me, Watkins here just beats Jack. Never missed a game, bar obviously the red card. Um, and I just think he's, you know, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Obviously, Watkins is a very, very good player. Um, but in my opinion, Martinez is hands down the best player of the season. Um, he's just smashed it. Um, how many clean sheets he's taken. He's single-handedly, obviously, and the help of the back four, but taken us from one of the worst defences to one of the best. Um, Brad Friedel's record, he's matched and we've not seen a keeper this good at Villa for a long, long time. Hopefully he's a number a number one for, for a long uh, time as well. But yeah, I think Martinez has smashed it. Um, young player of the season, I've gone Konza, Rolls-Royce, silky smooth and to think he's only 23 is unreal. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Um, yeah, I can't disagree with that at at all. Um, just our best centre back, the most one of the most improved players. Very unlucky not to be in the England team. Uh, in my opinion, one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, massive player for Villa. The fact we brought him for twelve million pounds is ridiculous. Um, I think we've had Brentford's pants down there. Like <laughs> it's just phenomenal. So yeah, I completely agree. Cons are smashing it. Most improved player I've gone target. Just all I can say is he's just consistently good this season. And you know, to say he was pretty much hiding beyond a, a, an injury, I'll say in asterisks. Um, but he's been very consistent this season. Yeah, it seems like I'm agreeing with you with every player, <laughs> but I've been raving about target 
all season. Every game is like a seven and a half out of ten plus. Like he's not the target like last season. He sort of faded out of games. He'll be injured and he won't up for games. This game, uh, sorry, this season, it's just every game he puts everything into to it and. To, again, like this, like Konza, he's unlucky not to be in the England team. But I think what's stopping him being in the England team is his his attacking, because yeah. uh, Chilwell's banging goals in for fun, um, and I think that's the difference at, at the moment. But Target's got plenty of time to get himself that good if him, you know what I mean. So I will definitely see Target in the England team in the next three or four years. But as soon as Target gets his attacking back into where it needs to be, I think he'll be pushing for the uh, England spot as well. Surprise player of the season. Um, I'm going to say this is because I was underwhelmed when we signed him. Um, it's either going to, I was tossing between Traore because obviously I wanted Ben Rama. I'm not going to go into it. Um, or Cash. Uh, so I'm going to go with Cash just for the fact that we needed a right back. That could go for, I mean, we didn't really need a right back because I don't think anybody could moan about Gilbert. And obviously, Gilbert, you know, when we signed Cash, it was like, God, what's happening to Gilbert? People upset. Cash ain't better than Gilbert was the conversation going on. And then, why can't we get Max Ahrens? Why can't we get Trippier? And we signed this lad from Forest who's been a right back for about, what, a year, 18 months, and he's absolutely smashed it for me. Um, I think that's a very, very good choice. But Torre, for me, again, he's one of these players. There's like several players that I always bang on about, and Torre's been one of them. Um, when we brought in for 17 or 18 mil, I wasn't convinced enough. You definitely weren't convinced. No. Um, <laughs> it just seemed to me that we brought a player cheaper than Ben Rama because Ben Rama is quite expensive and we just thought we'll get him um, because he's from the French league I think we brought him didn't we so yeah. slightly, he was slightly cheaper bit of a flair player didn't buy him because he's one of Terry's mates do, do you know what I mean it was like mm, have we really thought about this his goal scoring record weren't great um, and he smashed it so and I can't wait to see him next season because I think he's going to be a player like I think he's going to improve on this season and he's going to smash it. So, yes, everyone will, will applaud Jack, but I think Chore will be in the top three players for next season as well if he carries on. Trying to the season, I've got Martinez. Let's be honest, we bought Arsenal's best player for £20 million. Um, For me, arguably the best signing in the division. And as you touched on, uh, match Friedel's record. Yeah, I, yeah, Martinez, I can't sing his praises enough. So, he is the best signing. Very close by... Watkins, but even Cash. Um, I'm not going to lie, all our signings this season actually paid off, if I'm going to be honest. Martinez, top, top goalie. Cash has turned out to be a very good right-back. Torre had a very good debut season. Um, and obviously Watkins had a very good season up front. Um, the only player that didn't do well, but that was due to injuries, was probably Samson. But I think our transfer policy this season has been ridiculous. If we can carry on with next season with the transfers that we're doing, then we're going to you know, be where we need to be. But Martinez has completely changed our team to the point where I don't even worry about conceding goals now because uh, he just smashes it. Biggest letdown of the season. I mean, I'm oh, going to guess everybody's going to... know this. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go for a, a guy called Ross. Yeah. Um, yeah, just so underwhelmed come the second half. Come twenty, if I did this review at the end of twenty twenty, we would say that he's one of the best players that we've got. And but yeah, looking back, underwhelmed isn't is an understatement. Started off at the start of the season where you thought to yourself Barkley could get in the England team here, and then 
completely buckled and if the rumours are true with the amount of money we spent on a loan fee for him <sighs> bit of a fail if I'm going to be honest but again I can't mind him too much because he helped us have the, one of the best starts to the season I've ever seen but we just, I just, I, I just expected him to be an absolute woldy, and he just didn't do it. But it is what it is. Some players work out, and some players don't. You know, I'm not gonna moan. I just thank him for the the good start that we did have because he was a massive part of it. This is either going to be your most favourite moment of the season or the biggest moment of the season for you. Uh, for me, uh, it's, it is my favourite moment just because um, I've been singing Watkins' praise pretty much when we got linked to him. Well, to be fair, even at Brentford last season, I was I was loving him. Um, but it was watching him get his third goal against Liverpool. Um, and I was watching it with... Obviously, no one expected us to beat Liverpool. Not, not not like that, but I didn't even expect a 1-0 win, which we would have took it before, you know, if we were doing the podcast then. Um, but for me, watching Watkins get his hat-trick and it just... Yeah, it was my favourite moment of the season. Yeah, to be fair, that yeah, there's so many moments though, because even to the point where like we how we comfortably beat West Brom in the first game we played them. Yes, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We beat Wolves at their ground. And it's just like we there's some games where we just walked in like we beat Arsenal twice. Um, the Leicester win, for my opinion, was a massive moment as well because um, that was like a last minute goal to get three points against a very good Leicester team. Um, but it just swings back to the Liverpool match. I think the moment of the match for me, uh, moment of the season for me, was the actual probably the whole Liverpool match itself, um, because it was just literally we've scored and I've just sort of calmed down after scoring and we've scored again, and I'm like okay, then we'll score again, and I'm like what is going on? <laughs> like it was just one of those surreal moments that we'll probably never experience ever again against such a top team. Um, it was just phenomenal. Um, but there was other moments as well, like I said, of the Torre goal against um, Le- um, against West Brom, the goal against Leicester from Barclay, um, even the two wins against Spurs and uh, Chelsea at the end of the season, the two victories against Arsenal. It just all builds up. We, be- we beat so many good players, but the moment for me would be just the whole match against Liverpool. It was just such a team effort, I think, to sum it up, it was just a massive team effort. Unsung Hero Award. Um, mine's going to somebody that I did give a bit of a, a low rating to, uh, oh. which is El Ghazi. Um, he has been slighted a lot, including myself. Um, and he doesn't really get much credit that he deserves. I mean, like you say, he's got 10 goals. He's won some important games. Chelsea, you know, last game of the season, the penalty and scored it. Um, you know, goal against Leeds, I believe he scored against um, the Albion. He's just, and he had to come off social media because of all the grief he was getting, the racism and all that sort of side. And he come off and he still played his heart out for Villa. So even though I did think he wasn't amazing over season, um, people quick to, like if, if Watkins scored his 10 goals, uh, well, I can't really say that because he's got 24, but if Trail Reels or Trezor Guy scored that, you know, they would have probably given a bit more praise than he has. So for me, Unsung Hero goes to Al Ghazi because he hasn't been that bad, let's be fair. Mine's between... I, complete, I completely agree, though. I think Al Ghazi's been fantastic, fantastic and doesn't get the credit he deserves. But I would have gone Konza, but 
I think everyone appreciates Konza, so I don't think he's underrated. I think everyone appreciates him. I think Torre, again, my, my star man. Um, he's just, no one expected him anything off him, if I'm going to be honest. He didn't even start the first four, five games, did he? Yeah. Um, and then he's came in, he's scoring special goals. Like every time Torre scores, it's one of those goals where you've got to watch again because it's not just a simple tap in. It's something special. Um, and I just don't think he gets enough credit as of like as what he does because how skillful he is his goals are always like decent decent goals um yeah but there could have been three or four people for that um award but i just think torres just uh yeah he's just a really good season and i don't think he he gets the applaud it's exactly like algazi because they're not a so-called superstar player they don't probably get the applaud it's that they do because if jack scored half the goals that torre did like people will be losing their minds. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I just think he's, he's he's had a very good season, and I still don't think people rate him as much as they should, though. Goal of the season uh, for me is the man that you just mentioned. It was Traore's debut. I think it's his debut against <laughs> Bristol City. First touch of the first touch, weaker foot, absolute unbelievable so I just I, won't, I can't forget that goal I was thinking maybe Barker against Leicester to make it four wins in the four, in the sorry to make it four wins in the first four games which is uh, the first time since 1930 I've got the stats um, and it was just a massive three points especially when you think where Leicester finished um, so but no for me it was Traore against Bristol City um, that goal was special and for his first touch is ridiculous <laughs> um Mine is between two. Okay. Old Starman Torrey. I think his goal against West Brom was decent. Um, Very. Because yeah. Johnson was just left like, what is going on? Like, do you know what I mean? He just stood there and the ball just rolled into the corner. And Algarzi's goal against Crystal Palace, um, where he sort of rifled it across the face of the goal and hit the post and went in from a very acute angle. But I think Torrey gets it just for the sheer technique where you're running with the ball. And he's that quick at placing it. I don't think Johnson realised that he'd shot. And it just glided into the bottom corner and Johnson didn't even dive. Um, so, yeah, that was my favourite goal. And probably it's just a really good goal to watch because it was against West Brom as well. It just, yeah, it just meant a bit more. Match of the season. Um, I'm going to guess yours might be the same as me, although you might yeah. surprise me. No, no, no. Uh, it is. It's Liverpool, obviously, 7-2. No Villa fan's going to forget it. I just hope they don't make a DVD of it because <laughs> I, I cannot stand it if they do. Um, so, yeah, so Liverpool. Yeah, we don't even have to keep talking about it. Everyone knows about it. The whole team played superb. We just outplayed Liverpool. Um, it wasn't even that much of a weakened team. They had Van Dijk and Gomez. Let's not forget, again, we don't get as much credit because people don't realise they had their top team out. I think Mane was the only player that weren't playing. Alisson. Yeah, that you'll class as a decent team. But you still had Gomez and Van, Van Dijk, Dijk yeah. at the back and we still scored seven goals. So, yeah, I just would have wished if we could have been there. But it will be our moment of the season for quite a few seasons because it was just such a special game. Save of the season, uh, for me, another debut, Martinez. Penalty save against Sheffield United, which kick-started the four wins out of the first four. That save was phenomenal. For him to do that, like what you just said, I think that did kick him on for the rest of the season. 
because his confidence must have been booming. Um, I don't think that was the best save. My save is the from the Shaka free kick against Arsenal, Very where good. he was just mm. like Superman. I don't realise how high he jumped and picked it out of that top corner. Picked it out of the top corner. It was phenomenal. But all season, he's been banging these saves out that are just silly. Like, you could have said about eight or nine saves. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Every game, he's pulling these saves out. We're so lucky to have him. But, yeah, the pen- the penalty was awesome. I just fought against the Arsenal. It was just such a... It was an easy on-the-eye save, if him, you know what I mean. From every camera angle, it just looked really, really good. Couple of questions left um, to finish off. Uh, team of the season. So you all start eleven. Um, I'm going to go Martinez, Cash, Conza, Mings, Target. But I think everyone's going to think the same. McGinn, Louise, Traore, Jack, El Ghazi, and Watkins up front. I will say, if it's obviously, I don't want to keep missing out Ross because he did have a good six months, and we are talking about the full season. So if sadly, if Ross carried on the form he was in. I, I probably would have moved Traore out as harsh as it might seem and add Jack Barkley El Ghazi. Uh, Martinez, obviously, Cash Target, Conza uh, Mings, Nakamba McGinn. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I don't think look, I don't think Louise had the best of seasons. Um, Jack in the middle, El Ghazi, Torre and Watkins. I don't think no one else would change that. Uh, but like what you said, if Barkley carried on the season how he started, I would have brought Ross into the middle, and then obviously we would have lost Choro or Al Ghazi. But because Ross didn't, I don't have to. So uh, <laughs> I would have Al Ghazi and Choro on both wings. But yeah, the whole decision for Nakamba is just Nakamba played better than he played bad, and yeah. Louise just sometimes just didn't look interested. And I remember some some few weeks ago when we did podcast, we were carrying him through a few games and I just think Louise just needs to wake up or have a bit of a break and then come and come back and get ready again but Nakamba just showed a lot towards the end of the season that made me think oh maybe he's up for next season so yeah that's my team final two questions which is not an award one it's just two questions as we always end uh, taking one player from the Albion um, I'm going to go Pereira which I don't think is going to shock anybody uh, it's just somebody we need personally I think I would, I would be like to get him now as a realistic target um, it'll be Pereira or Yosselo but I know that he's not classed as a West Brom player he was obviously on loan from someone but if we need a defensive midfielder say if Louise Lou, uh, leaves Yosselo wouldn't be a bad replacement for him um, yeah. and Pereira we need an attacking player that could play in the centre or out wide if when yeah. one, if um, the lad from Norwich obviously doesn't come to us or he's too expensive Pereira we can get him for 25 mil to 30 mil and he'll fill in the spot and it'll be great so yeah and it's always good to get West Brom's best player I remember the days we did it when we got Curtis Davis off West Brom and that yeah. caused an absolute storm <laughs> so uh, but yeah let's be honest Pereira is their best player and Pereira should not be playing in the championship and the final question um, just before we go because I think we've took about an hour and a half of everybody's time um, Saturday August 14th 3pm who do you think we're going to have home or away oh did not expect this question <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind I'm just trying to think who's came up um, I wouldn't mind 
I don't care if it's an easy or bad team. I mean, let's do <coughs> Brentford because of the ties with Dean Smith. That'd be a quite tasty one. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I don't really care. I can't even say any championship players. I mean, you've got Wolves, but bored of talking about Wolves or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And we can't talk about West Brom because they're no longer in the uh, top flight of English football. Um, so it doesn't really bother me, but maybe one of the promoted teams. I, it is what it is, isn't it? We've got to play everyone once. Um, I want our first game to be home so the fans can obviously cheer the boys from uh, the off. But I think Brentford will be a good test because obviously they're rated very highly and we always do poor against them. So why not change it and beat them at the start of the season and, and just move on? Yeah, I went Brentford away. Uh, I just think it's written in the stars. <laughs> First game in the Premier League, ex-manager. We've got two of their players. It's just written. Um, so I've gone Brentford away. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be, in it? You can just tell. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, it's a bit like when O'Neill come back from Celtic and we draw him in the cup. And I think he, he said to me, he goes, uh, not to me, he said to the media, sorry, um, who is it? Because he was expecting Wickham, Leicester, um, I can't think who else he's managed, but all Forest, I think it was, who obviously he played for, and it was Wickham for his first like draw of the cup. So yeah, it feels like one of those again. It, it is, and uh, yeah, but as I said, it's hopefully fans can go next season, and that will just be a massive boost. I just want it as a home tie, and the fans can just cheer the boys on the first game of the season. Yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice. All right, well, there we go. The season is now done. So, that's our podcast done regarding matches, um, game reviews and previews, everything like that. Now, from now into the start of the season, we'll be dropping podcasts, uh, Media Madness. Uh, so, obviously, we'll go through what the papers are saying about the Villa. Um, we'll be doing transfer ones. Um, we'll be doing the Euro ones. Obviously, we'll do like maybe a podcast for like what Villa players go to do, the Euros and stuff. But So, this isn't the end until the start of next season. We've got loads planned. But for actual matches, it's done. And I'd just like to say thank you for everyone listening. And um, as I said, we're just a brand new podcast. We've not been going for that long. And um, we're catching a sort of decent following at the moment. And we just appreciate everyone listening. Yeah, I mean, like, just to say thank you to everybody who has listened and continued with us and new followers or people who might have caught this who or and just thought, oh, this looks interesting, Villa Review, and, you know, listen to the, this might be their first podcast or whatever. So thank you. We are going to continue doing it. Like I said, I know we've been a bit late with the Chelsea one, but we are we are back. We are doing it. Obviously, it's just obviously, you know, work commitments because we both do work, sadly. Um, and it's not, I wish I could get paid doing this because I'd be doing yeah. loads, but unfortunately I don't. So I will be posting, you will be getting podcasts at least once a week. Just been, you know, things going on at we work on that so um we will be posting quite a lot and obviously being transfers and especially with silly media reports and things you know these media madnesses are going to start mounting yeah so we'd like to say thank you very much again it's been a decent enough season i can't grumble if you said to us at the start of the season i'll give you 11th place and 55 points i would not have said no so yeah that's that season finally over Look forward to the next one, but we will be speaking to you soon regarding transfers and stuff like that. But um, 
let's see if there's any movement going. I think the transfer window don't open for another week and a half, maybe two weeks. Um, yeah. The England squad will get announced in another week or so. They need to cut it down from, what, 33 to 26, is it, I think? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, obviously, we'll see who survives that. Um, obviously, if Watkins, Jack or Ty get chose. So, yeah, apart from that, yeah. I'd say thank you very much, though. But um, that's the season done. So, enjoy your summer. And look out for our media madnesses and transfers and stuff like that. If you're doing the gardening and stuff, just have us on in the background. That's why I listen to most of my podcasts either on the way to work or if I'm doing stuff in the garden, I just have them in the background. But if you've got any suggestions for the podcast episode, just drop us a message on Facebook or Twitter. Um, but apart from that, thank you very much and thank you for, for this season. Thank you, guys. See you again. See ya.